Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and a holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. If you are interested in doing one-on-one online Ayurvedic consultation with me, please find the details in the show notes of this podcast or do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com Hello Nista Bijlani thank you so much for being part of Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast it's really an honor to have you a very famous yoga teacher from Mumbai to all of those who are listening to this Nista Bijlani is a yoga teacher and she was an ex media professional and she claims that nothing made sense and after getting into yoga finally things started falling in place and her classes are something that is known to have much more philosophical and spiritual approach it's not just an asana on the mat and she practices much more about yoga than just something that is to be minimized to the mat so nishta thank you so much for being part of uh, ayurvedic healing and beyond again so it's i'm really curious to know your story of what got you into yoga in the first place when you said you know it was not making sense and afterwards it started making sense that making sense part of yoga what was it that got you into this thank you dr vignesh firstly for having me uh, it is actually my pleasure to be here and speaking about something which i really like to talk about and i think you know the more it's spoken the less it is so it should just this conversation shall keep going on um and uh, so talking about um, you know how i started off and of uh, you know what was it like for me before yoga happened and why i actually say always that it made sense to me um so before yoga i was based my back, my background in studies is mass media mm-hmm. media advertising studies right so it wasn't at all ever going to you know have this path that i'm on that it was never planned so my direction was to be you know in a different light completely in a different um, path completely but it's only when i was experiencing the grilling nature of the corporate industry and the media industry because as college students you're molded your minds are conditioned and told that this is how you have to do you must have a five year plan 10 year plan etc so when i was you know working and you know working with all kinds of people with odd hours in place and you realize that whatever you're doing is actually nothing about you it has nothing to you know it's nothing to do with you and it's not for you you just realize that you're one of the people like you know working like clockwork making things happen and it's not serving any purpose so that reality hit me very hard and thankfully very soon because mm-hmm. i could have also gone into the spiral of you know working and making myself understand that things get better and that's how it is because that's what everyone tells you around you you just you know finished college no no you have to give it a few years etc so after being you know in this working media corporate space for a year or two uh, when i started taking a toll on my health especially i started losing a lot of weight i became underweight extremely stressed extreme anxiety started to hate my phone technology emails everything because you realize that you have to be available to everybody at any time of the day just because it is work just because the client requires something out of you so it was just not making sense to me 
and uh, you know and that's when i took a really early call and i said that that's about it i may not know what i'm doing with my life where i'm headed i don't have a plan b or any of that i just left to leave and it was only then that i could sit with myself and try and see what makes sense right because my mind needs a space to be able to process what's happening i cannot have everything pre planned and that was the best part about it where i just left to leave because uh, it was enough for me to know what i don't like rather than know what i want to do and so when it was that space of being on my own being at home and just disconnecting from all the craziness outside um i actually first before even yoga happened to me i um, underwent a counseling program Mm-hmm. which was a certified counseling program so uh, it was great for me to get that um psychological understanding you know of uh, many things and it was only after that that i felt i was so ready to accept yoga and it was just a nudge from my mother who just went like why don't you just go we have the yoga institute in mumbai which is such a respected old institute more than 100 years and she's like just go for it and i went purely for self development not thinking to be a teacher none of that and again my limited understanding of yoga was with me but it was a um, you know the counseling experience i just had which opened up my mind to many things and i accepted yoga so well that i didn't think could have been possible and in that time being at the institute really really changed my perspective about things and you know and the moment it clicked with me was like why were we not taught about this before why are schools not telling us this in the name of yoga in school all we had was a little physical exercise you know there was nothing and, really and some competition as well <laughs> yeah now you have yoga competitions as well so yeah and it was just like this is you're telling me how to live my life how to start my day how to end my day and everything that happens in the middle i was so i mean i suddenly feel i found something and i was all the way just moving around what the people were telling me to do now that i'm at here at this you know at the yoga institute so that's when things started making sense to me and i kind of found you know myself once again so it was just a very beautiful journey of reconnecting fantastic so when you say after you you went it for your personal development when you wanted to find yourself what is actually happening so when you look back pre yoga nishta and yeah. post finding that yoga what was that aha difference that you found you know one of the um, interesting things i realized was that you know most people say oh things are so great i feel i've changed i won't say i changed because i actually got the chance to reconnect with my most original self when mm. i reflect and look back what i was when i was a young kid i was carefree had no worries no fears nothing in the world scared me you know it was that pure energy when we were children and i remember that energy very vividly it is now that i have started to feel that energy once again in that middle period you know when you have your education college life work and you're just thrown into this thing when you have no, you know when nothing is making uh, you know real sense to you that is all lost that connection with your inner child so i felt that once again when yoga happened to me it was that reconnection with my inner child with my purest inner self that happened so i just had to find that again and it was always inside me nothing new had to be created you know so that was a very great um, you know feeling it was a discovery for me actually fantastic actually this is also something very similar in ayurveda you know the word for health is swastha and uh, the word swa means my purest self 
and sta means to be connected so yeah. health is a state where you are really connected to your purest self and i think that's what you're saying you know with yoga you are able to connect with that purest self in fact we all are connected is just that sometimes we lose yeah. that connection and we have to rebuild it yeah and absolutely when you are in that stage of connection can you tell me the symptoms of that connection <laughs> okay symptoms I is not the best word usually we associate symptoms to disease but what will be the changes you know when you say that you are connected to that yeah i would say that uh, when i started first realizing that that connection is coming back and that connection is like found was when um, you know the the layers like layers of muck were removed so to say so when i look at that middle period which was very like cloudy dark for me and that was the period when i had extreme anxiety you know mm-hmm. stress fear the abnormal beating of the heart any second any little trigger from outside can wake that up you know that constant uh, unsettling feeling in the stomach because your your senses are so over stimulated by everything you are made to think from another person's point of view all the time there is no chance to connect within so that layer you know of unsettled feeling constant uh, erratic energy in the body you know the vata was extremely aggravated so that period where it was a cloudy period that's how i describe it like a mucky cloudy period so when yoga happened it was like the layers are being cleaned taken away taken away taken away so i remember being in the institute and i would just enter with a smile go back with the smile and that was not something that um state of peace and calm that i'd experienced in many years so that was my first time i kind of felt that there is really nothing i need to be worried about that was the very first understanding of okay i am able to now you know reconnect the symptoms <laughs> so you would say that your nervous system calmed down absolutely that's, yes that that was one of the that first exactly things that you could find yes totally yes and uh, it's yeah. so interesting you're talking about the stimulation um you know this uh, headphone speakers bose uh, they call it yeah. like noise cancellation so yeah. this <laughs> reminds me of that invention uh, the owner of that uh, in the, the person who invented that bose noise cancellation headphones so he created a, a sound system which was quite good quality but he realized that when he is exposed to a place which is quite uh, noisy he is not able to listen to that so he realized he doesn't have to he tried to increase the volume of that sound and he realized that's not what is working in fact instead of increasing the volume i should just make sure the outside noise is not entering yeah. so that's how the noise so this reminded me of that yeah. you know it's a very good example yeah Yeah, <laughs> and then that became like a big hit and noise cancellation. I don't want what is happening from outside. Just sometimes, yeah. you know, today people when they are working, they wear that not because they are mm-hmm. listening to something. Don't disturb me. <laughs> Cut out the noise. Yes, yes. I mean, I <laughs> think me. coming from Mumbai, living that, uh, cutting that clutter and noise is a big challenge. Uh, at least for me, you know, I love nature and I love to stay in a place where there is greenery, nature, yeah. beach, yeah. and. and yeah. anista in your teachings you know you always talk about yoga is not something just limited to the mat you know it's something much more than that and you also uh, talk a lot about the philosophical aspects so where did we miss the bus do you think the you know the only the mat part of the yoga is more famous in the world and in fact that is true i mean we don't have to analyze it with a survey or something it is true that everywhere you go you see the uh, the yeah. 
girl on the yoga mat uh, mm. or somebody who is extremely fit on the yoga mat is something that is popular and this is yoga and yeah. by that we i think we missed out on the real it's like just we are just tap scratching on the surface of what is yoga by just being on the mat there is something more than that so yeah. what is that you you know what is that we are missing today when it comes to yoga so i mean we also need to understand that you know okay asanas are very popular one reason reason being that it is one of the most marketable practices of yoga you know we also need to go a little back in history and see that i mean it originated right here but it had to make a detour go to the west and then come back to us we had to have that repackaging done to us hey you know like this is what you guys because we were like more interested in what the west is doing but then for us to be reminded of our own heritage it had to come via that and even the yogis back then the rishis they knew it that's why they went to the west they you know shared the same knowledge with them and it's when we saw that the hollywood celebrities started practicing etc all the big names started practicing is when we realized that oh this was always you know in our country and it's still i would say um you know it's only in recent years that the popularity of yoga has come back again mm-hmm. in india you know it's always been there people would imagine it to be uh, just for say you know when you become old so senior citizen tabhi we will do yoga ha huh? not now you know we are so young we'll go to the gym etc that is also only because the limited understanding that all you can do with yoga is you know your physical practices oh it must be because you have to be flexible so because people have kind of broken it down as to what they personally understand what yoga is they see the images of yoga asanas they tend to show just very flexible girls or people on the mat you know sometimes very uh, superhuman projections of you know asana practice so they can work in two ways either it is like you sell it to people and you kind of tell them see this is what you will be capable of uh, or there are those who look at it and get scared and say this is not for me you know <laughs> so <laughs> it goes two ways yeah and it was i would say uh, it, it works well in a way to kind of get people's um, attention to it but when you ask where you know where did people kind of miss out on it the only thing i see here is that uh, the problem is when people just stop at it there is absolutely nothing wrong with asanas in fact it is very important very necessary i am teaching asana classes and i feel till the per- till a person is not very well versed with asana practice it is very difficult for them to move forward rather it is a, it is what lays your foundation so it just needs to have a complete understanding right now there is an incomplete understanding moving around mm-hmm. so it's it's just that people think of it as being flexible so it is the ignorance about a certain topic until that ignorance is not you know um is replaced by complete knowledge like even we understand in yoga sutras as well right so to replace your avidya you need the right knowledge or praman so you need to kind of have that replacement to happen for a person to get a fuller picture hmm. and for this to happen the responsibility lies on the yoga teacher the people who are spreading the message of yoga because there are still many yoga teachers today who are enjoying this you know uh, ego gratification side of yoga because just the way i feel believe asana is like a practice for the for it's a tapas so it can properly break dissolve your ego but at the mm-hmm. same time it can boost that ego as well you know when you don't strike a balance with it so it is that 
ego gratification that you get out of this practice shared with people people who want to also take upon it but the message is lost when people just stop at it a message mm-hmm. is lost when people don't understand why they are taking this up why are they even going into it for the first place so it should be kind of put out that yoga is practiced as an asana so that you can be prepared for the later stages of it if that message is put out clearly then things will start changing a little better in a little faster i really appreciate the one you know i think it was swami shivananda who said that among all the egos spiritual ego is the worst ego <laughs> <laughs> because yes. uh, the other egos materialist ego is much better than having a spiritual ego and yes. i think uh, now you see a lot of articles on spiritual bypassing that uh, that creates an all to other another kind of an ignorance that is happening oh yes 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 and that's amongst practitioners actually amongst <laughs> the people who are already in the practice yes very much yeah but uh, i think the asanas one of the things okay let's say that you know there was one uh, yoga teacher who was saying whether you're doing it doing yoga for passion or for fashion it will take care of you <laughs> but at least it's a good start than something so maybe in the first few days it is your ego that is boosting and you're doing it but yeah. then later stages and uh, what i feel is when people start doing yoga one thing that really happens is okay first thing you are on the ground Hmm. okay uh, mat is on the ground and you're on the ground yes. and i've seen so many patients uh, with real stress stress induced metabolic disorders uh, hormonal hmm. dysfunctions uh, insomnia and high blood pressure diabetes endometriosis and they say that after they started doing yoga something changed and when i look at it what is happening in my observation i think they all get grounded that is one thing and i feel that they are more connected to their body mm-hmm. i think that aspect that puts the that, and i think this is what you're saying that gives them the foundation to search for something deeper what what exactly is happening now i'm i was living in the outside world now let's go inward i think that's what you're saying it gives you the foundation to go deep inside yes so when you say yes one that one way to look at it is that you are finally getting your bare feet on the ground on the mat and you are then able to connect with the earth grounding happens for sure and i feel because today in the world people are just moving in that rat race moving at you know moving from one goal to another goal to another we are losing our own self so when we start off with asanas the first connection that happens is with the body and it is so important in yogic practices always explain that till you don't have that connection with your body you cannot move forward into any other aspect of it you know how can you work towards uh, finding you know uh, unifying your consciousness till you do not find the connect with the body so the work starts within the body is the tool for you know your spiritual growth it exactly. is that is why it's called body is the temple right so even in ayurvedic for example when you lead an ayurvedic lifestyle or ayurvedic um suggestions are always about balancing the energetic uh, you know the doshas for example mm-hmm. that is catering to your body also to a large extent which as a result have an effect on the other i guess dimensions of the mind as well and the emotions so even when we talk about asanas um also interesting fact that asanas were not always a part so when you read the yoga sutras um it was it never mentions any of the asanas that we practice yeah, today that's another fantastic i'm glad that you brought that up yes, yes. 
I was waiting to talk about it because many people again don't know this, right? Uh, yes. And uh, in uh, the Yoga Sutras, the mention of asanas just comes twice or thrice, and it only refers to the asana seated posture, which is again for your practice of Raj Yoga meditation. So, um, Hatha Yoga practices. So, okay, asanas is all about Hatha Yoga is your asana practice and other practices that are part of it, which came about only in the 11th century. Mm-hmm. Before that, it wasn't, you know, really practiced as such. And Hatha Yoga finds its way out from Tantra. Mm-hmm. Now, we the people today have various understandings or other misunderstandings of what Tantra is, but still not getting into that. Um, Hatha Yoga originates from Tantric practices and it was developed. And then there was a definite text called the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, which was put down by, you know, Swami uh, Swatmarama. And um, in Hatha Yoga, the importance very much lays on the physical practices, which were taken from Tantra Yoga and asanas were developed. Asanas were created. And you have to also understand how smart the yogis were because they realized that this is now the need uh, for the people. Mm -hmm. Because not everybody is ready and fit to directly practice, you know, get into Raja Yoga practices. So first they have to lay the foundation with the body because they are disconnected with the body. The mind is in extreme states of fluctuation so for them to tap into you know to uh, work on creating an equanimity in the mind they first need to start with the body so they very well understood that because as the generations came about people started you know when the century started changing they realized the change in the people they started becoming more weak-minded more monkey-minded so this had to be tamed and for that the body had to learn to be in control Mm -hmm. so all the asana practices are proper Hatha Yoga. Now that we see different styles of yoga and we wonder, but you know, this is Hatha Yoga, that is Ashtang Yoga or something, something, but they all originate from Hatha Yoga. Mm-hmm. They all just found, you know, like different teachers, for example, Krishna Macharya, you know, created his style a few hundred years ago, which was the Vinyasa style of yoga. Then it went out to Patabi Joyce and uh, BKS Iyengar, etc. So they went ahead and created their own styles. So it just kind of got modified, but it is still Hatha Yoga. And the pra- the purpose of Hatha Yoga, the asana practice was to uh, practice it like a tapas to purify the body. Hmm. Because this cleansing and the purification must happen at the bodily level till we can work and uh, on the subtle aspects of the body. And Hatha in the name also, if you see, Ha and Tha stand for the sun and the moon energy. It is about creating the, the union between the Purusha and the Prakriti. You know, it's about the duality that need to be um, woven together. Because we right now function in a state of duality. Black, white, sun, moon. But it is the Hatha practices that were meant to come together. So people think, oh, but Hatha is just physical practices. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. It was very well written, the text as well, keeping in mind Yoga Sutras, Patanjali's teachings, which is about working towards unifying with your consciousness. So it is this path that was created, that you start with your asana practice, your pranayam, then shat karmas, the other kriyas that were created, you know, the nitis, the dhautis, etc. Kapalabhati, which were again purificatory practices to work on the elements of the body, mm-hmm. the five panchamahabhutas, the other energies, and slowly, slowly working towards, leading towards Raju. States of, um, you know, the higher states of dhyana and samadhi. So moving towards that. So Hatha Yoga was created only purely for this reason. 
going back to what you brought up earlier why is it that only you know we've forgotten about it because most people don't know about this they stop hmm. at hatha yoga because all they know of it is that it is asana and that's about it it's forgotten or rather not communicated that actual the practice is so that this movement can still your body and mind can mm. help you to tame the erratic breaths that there is and allow it to reach a more stiller um you know the movement becomes stiller as a result the mind becomes still so in hatha yoga practices it's when we learn to tame the craziness in the breath that the mind also learns to find that you know the thera the stillness so the goal of your hatha yoga practice is nothing but to take you towards the higher stages that's fantastic i think it's good that you brought up that point people think that uh, the whole yoga asanas are explained in the patanjali yoga sutra that is what a common <laughs> man thinks and and as you yes. said there are only two sutras like one is like siram sukham asanam i think there is one more and yeah. uh, and on the other hand it's good that you also you mentioned everything had its origin from hatha yoga pratipika and then it just got people put their own perception and what they learned and now you have yeah. things like vinyasa yoga yin yoga and many different names also come up at the end i feel uh, you know there is a marathi saying i don't know the marathi but it translates like this you can never dance on a shaky floor mm-hmm. if it keeps shaking you can never go beyond that you're always at the mercy of how much it is shaking and that's what happens with the body and that is also what is mentioned in ayurveda in order to attain moksha first have your good health because only right. from that you can build everything on top and top of that absolutely yes so, uh, nista in today's world uh, in a you know it's much easier to talk about it in a calm way i mean the place where i live it's much easier to practice it uh, we don't have life after 8 8:30 everything is shut down only you see stars and the sound of the waves and the birds but someone coming from mumbai a place where it's adrenaline charged Yeah, one thing that i always remember about mumbai is even when the metro not the metro the 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 local trains even if nobody is there people would just rush in like is this the last train like the nova sark ever to get on so in such a world how do we integrate yoga and i'm sure in such a world that is where you need yoga more than any other place so in order to integrate yoga in so, you know when when i have patients and i tell them please you need to sleep early in order to get rid of your blood pressure but doctor you know i come from mumbai i come from mumbai or i come from delhi i come from bangalore you know i have to work for americans uh, things like that so how do we change that mindset i mean yes this is this is something i have personally also experienced and it is a constant push and pull you know mm-hmm. the people here they i feel all realize somewhere that it gets to them but they also enjoy you know that feeling of being sucked into this whirlpool that mm-hmm. the city creates it puts you in the cycle making you believe that you know it has to be done now there is that sense of rush that sense of urgency which just doesn't seem to stop and i do understand that but i guess you may live in mumbai or new york or whichever city um it i feel is the disconnect from nature that makes you feel this way and this was my personal understanding of it because being in the city everything felt fine of course i would feel my energy getting sucked and drained way faster but every time i would take off go to my teachers practice and the places would be remote the places would be tucked away in nature i found my cup filling up much faster i found my energy staying reserved 
much better and as a result i was able to share and give much better so i still practice this personally where i have to you know leave the city and go for my personal sadhana uh, at least once or twice every year but uh, again coming back to the city you know it's like one thing you have to understand that you can't run away right it's mm-hmm. like this is also true test when you are here yeah. yes things can change and a person can uh, practice yoga in other smaller ways only when they realize that there is more to life mm-hmm. than work and making money you know that the priority is here and that is why city life is so hard that you always see people falling ill like i have students who are just falling ill at the drop of a hat you know anything anything can make them ill too much screen time too much stress pollution anything food whatever can make them ill so um i guess even this pandemic period has probably put across that message that whatever you may do in your life if your health is not your priority um you know nothing matters so uh if the idea is kind of refined in people's heads especially those who live in the city um only then can the change be made because i really don't know how otherwise you know can a person move forward to take the steps mm-hmm. it has to be that understanding that awareness because we can block it out and work and run towards money and things that keep us in the space of rush and urgency but we have to somewhere pause take a step back and understand this is priority you know ourselves we are our priority i think you put it so fantastically i think this is the explanation that a new generation that needs always a logic why 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 you know sometimes uh, you know on the other hand you also see people coming from big cities even when they come to a place with nature they still have their overthinking going on there they they carry that same thing uh, wherever they go and as you said you know uh, without health no matter what you have it's all it's not like good for nothing but it depreciates yes. but once you have health even if you don't have other things you can rebuild it back yes and and, and as you said success without fulfillment it's yes. worse than failure we, yes. what we need is just fulfillment yes. people think it be it in the mumbai high intensity workload or even in nature place it's all just connects there yes that's true and and uh, nishta where do you see i mean i'm sure you know in some of your posts you also mentioned is yoga just for women and i also see i mean being an ayurvedic doctor you know we had patients uh, it's like 60% is women patients and the rest is males and when you ask the male patients why did you come for this retreat ayurvedic retreat they said uh, the wife or girlfriend asked me to come <laughs> that is why they but there are like if if you ask there are like 10 to 20% male populations and i see with ayurveda and i think for yoga too i think it's even more applicable there yeah do you see any relation there or what could be the reason behind that mm-hmm. or why actually if you go back a little bit you you see that it was mainly dominated by the men you know women wouldn't come out really and practice yoga as such um you know at least in the physical practices coming out it was also mainly the um, male yoga teachers who were teaching yoga uh, but this has changed over a period of time i personally feel because uh, of it having reached the west it having reached all over the world and people have embraced yoga you know way better than uh, you know what we were struggling with and um, because then it came back and also i think another aspect is because somewhere men feel that it is to do with flexibility and mm-hmm. women you know naturally have the ease when it comes to being flexible and men would just associate themselves 
as someone who should hit the gym or someone who should just exercise do other forms of exercise again comes from a very limited understanding of what yoga is how we discussed earlier right because it was just limited to asana practice mm. but when one understands that it is a holistic practice and in my experience i have started seeing a change in my classes i have started to see the number of guys men go up higher actually Fantastic. and this has happened in the last i guess 2 3 years i have seen that the numbers have really started to rise and i would very often get you know messages uh, asking suppose i put out some post or a tutorial uh, but hey ma'am is this for um, you know uh, men as well can men do yoga is there some other yoga that men should follow because this looks like it's only for women and that miss uh, understanding somewhere i guess just has to be communicated and cleared um when a person starts seeing yoga as more than asanas then it is not about gender anymore then it's not about man woman you know it's it's about a holistic practice so it's just that little um, misunderstanding somewhere has to be cleared but uh, it started with a male dominated culture to now as you say most women come forward to do it um and i also feel that women have started to really understand that you know it's a great practice for self care and nurturing as well so women are very easy to take upon something like this you know i'm just speaking from a generalized point of view but they're they're quicker to take upon or adopt a practice which is for their well being um and uh, i feel sometimes even the the so called benefits of yoga asana practices are pulled down to healthy hair healthy mm-hmm. skin anti aging <laughs> so again those very um, you know uh, vanity serving aesthetic benefits are kind of attractive to women maybe and mm-hmm. that's why we may have seen um, more women coming forward but i feel it's changing now definitely i'm sure it's changing and you know sometimes they are ask me the same question you are an ayurvedic doctor why is it that more women are into such holistic uh, yeah. healing systems so i was trying to find out what could be the reason and one thing that i found out was the the, the mainstream medicine like the allopathic system they have very limited understanding on women's body on one hand and many of the diseases is just hormone replacement therapy or mm-hmm. painkillers or you are suffering with anxiety or you are a hypochondriac and when they get into something like ayurveda or yoga or even qigong what they understand is they are able to connect with themselves after a very long period and and if you look at the history you know women have been subjected to a lot of torture you know yeah. for many many ages so that sense of insecurity or the possibility of being anxious is much higher in a woman when it comes to that security issues of being insecure Agreed, so yes. like as you said you know once you started getting into yoga you started feeling okay there is nothing to be feared about yes i think that sense yes. nothing else is able to give other than yes. distraction or just getting lost in all the cognitive load that is happening so i think that is also one of the aspect that is contributing to that absolutely yes you said it that is true because it has a feeling of bringing you back home you know exactly. it has a feeling of you know very comforting grounding feeling also as we spoke <laughs> about and i think women anyway having you know the high feminine energy as well we are all obviously having both the energies of feminine and masculine but uh, the practices of self care and nurturing you know our feminine practices it is helping you to uh, empower your feminine side so mm-hmm. i guess women are also naturally drawn towards it um and but yes now like we said it is changing because we are able to now see it has a holistic um, approach. approach yes that's fantastic and i think that's also on the other hand happening with me, uh, the 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 men because 
after they start doing yoga they feel that okay now i feel more connected i mean not necessarily the i mean uh, they feel more intuitive you know yeah. both of the both the male and the female they have the intuition i think intuition is one of the first things that you will start noticing once you start doing pranayama yoga meditation because yeah. once you feel so connected that intuition is so powerful yes my yes. goodness it changes your whole approach to life and everything yes yes and i think it opens up doors you never thought you you know had mm-hmm. access to uh because you know when you and personally also i feel that um when we move from this gross energy of the body the dense gross energy of the body learning to connect uh it starts to have you know biochemical changes then there is that connection like we speak yoga being the union the body the mind the soul right the body the mind the breath and that's when all of these three when they integrate well we are able to tap into the subtler aspects mm-hmm. and you know your intuitive energy then starts to flow it is when this the three energies start to come together and you're not just separating them you rather are weaving them in together we are then able to you know tap into our intuitive ability and then you realize that that intuitive guide has always been in you all along and you know we tend to obviously keep it at the back seat, back seat but yes. it starts to show up and it's so wonderful when it does that's so good and that's why you know sometimes once people get into this routine of yogic life and pranayama and when you ask them some people might go and tell them uh, are you sure you want to continue like this and they would say no matter what happens this is one thing i'm never going to give up everything else i'm ready to give up yeah. because i found some beautiful gift that i never thought i possessed and it was not that it was not a, it was already there just yeah. that it woke them up yes so <laughs> true that's right absolutely yeah thank you so much nishta is there any other message that you would like to share with your experience with this yoga and before yoga and now yoga what would your younger self if whatever that you came to know about yoga after getting into yoga what would you tell the younger self which did not you know about yoga i think one really big takeaway from me has been all you know in this journey of yoga through yoga i've learned um how amazing life can get if we just start living it more consciously mm-hmm. you know it was that we function in such a outer external you know scenario that we function from in to out mm-hmm. but through yoga the changes that started happening with me that there was an out to in direction that started you know to take place so when you start becoming so much more aware as it started with me from the body then as i learned to integrate my thoughts my mind and my breath coming in together there was a heightened sense of awareness that not mm-hmm. only was happening here in my physical practices but even as i stepped off the mat everything you know the way you move the way you project your emotions the way you speak all the aspects of yoga say ahimsa you know speaking the truth trying to not be hurtful towards yourself or towards another all started all aspects of yoga then start to flow out of you because that there is that sense of awareness mm-hmm. you just start to become more conscious so it's like you wake up to a new world the situation mm-hmm. the people remain the same but there is something that has been tweaked and refined inside you that you learn now that life can be lived more consciously and that way it is a better place to live in you know because you are then being guided from within so that has been a great shift personally for me and i really hope for people who take up yoga uh, to be able to experience the side where you really have a conscious awakening and 
every choice you make every decision you make starts becoming a lot more conscious you know mm-hmm. and that's when you say how are yoga people a certain way you know it's nothing that you know really happened other than you just waking up and becoming a little more conscious than what you were yesterday fantastic i, I think when you said this there was this uh, quote that came into my mind uh, when an egg is broken from an external force the life is dead but when the egg is broken from an internal force a new life is born so i think wonderful. that's what is happening that's <laughs> true that is so wonderful yeah <laughs> i think this is what happens i think that's what tapas does you know you are yes. increasing the word tapas means to enhance the agni inside of you and that you are born again yes yes it's like the phoenix rises out of the fire exactly. and the action <laughs> fantastic miss that was really a uh, joy and uh, full of entertainment with the wisdom that you're sharing and it was also quite empowering so do you still do online classes or it's mostly that uh, retreats that you offer uh no so as of now since uh, you know lockdown life pandemic <laughs> we have been doing online i've been doing online classes so okay. it's just been this way and uh, i actually did my retreat just before the pandemic before the lockdown started but i guess soon sooner things are starting to open up and becoming a little more accessible and mm-hmm. probably retreats will come happen again yeah yeah but so far online so how can people find more about your work and uh i have my uh, social media handles so on instagram uh it's @nishthabijlani n i s h t h a b i j l a n i nishthabijlani uh i also have my website which is uh www.nishthabijlaniyoga.com uh and they all have email and contact tabs through which they can reach out to me for classes or any other future workshops events and retreats fantastic i will definitely put this in the show notes so that if the listeners want to reach out to you and they can reach out to you thank, thank you, you so much it was really an honor to have you in this podcast no thank you so much it was my pleasure to be here and i hope you have a wonderful weekend and you're doing a great job of connecting people to others mm-hmm. and spreading out this amazing message of holistic living thank you so much thank you nista <laughs> thank you goodbye thank you for listening to ayurvedic healing and beyond if you loved and enjoyed this podcast please do subscribe share and review us This helps to spread our mission of guiding humanity to becoming their healthiest self and also giving the right resources for holistic healing. If you wish to know more about my work, please do visit www.vigneshdevraj.com. And if you are interested in doing an Ayurveda treatment or authentic panchakarma therapy, please log on to www.sitaramretreat.com.